Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Out of Iowa, the cut to Martin, stolen by Curry. On the turnover, Curry has Thompson on his right. No look, flip to Clay. He'll fire away. Got another one! Back to back triples for Clay Thompson. And the lead, in a blink of an eye, goes to seven points. And a couple of big threes for Clay Thompson after he hit his first two shots of the night. Clay then missed seven consecutive shots, but was able to knock down a couple more threes down the stretch in this one and some timely ones as the Warriors pull away. Fourth quarter, they beat the Heat 123-110. to So the Dubs now 3-2 and on the season as uh, Miami winds up losing. They are now 2-4. and 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center where the Warriors get the victory. Let's uh, react to this one and uh, right off the top, uh, 888-957-9570, that is uh, the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text here, again, live from Chase Center for the next hour here as the Warriors improve to 3-2 and two on the young season. Thought uh, right off the top, much better defensive effort for the Warriors. There's been all the conversation about transition defense and just any modicum of defense uh, in these first four games for the Warriors. And really, other than the, the Laker game, which was solid in stretches against a team that really struggles to score. I mean, the Warriors let, for the most part, Denver and Sacramento and the Suns do whatever they wanted offensively. And tonight, that that just wasn't the case. Much more competitive defensive effort from the Warriors. Now, it was 31-30 Golden State at the end of the first quarter. And the Warriors, while uh, they did give up 59 points in the first half, it wasn't 70 for the first time in, in, in four games after giving up 70 in each of the last three in the first half. And you know, Steve Kerr mentioned this in his postgame press conference, and we'll play his full postgame press conference between now and, and 11 o'clock. But I, I thought a key point uh, that Steve brought up was the fact that the game was more interconnected, that the offense, uh, the defense leading to offense and and just a, a better overall flow and, and pace to the game. Uh, not a spectacular defensive effort by any stretch, but in the fourth quarter, you allow 23 points to a Heat team, maybe feeling the effects of the, the second of a back-to-back. And uh, it, it just was an improvement in what needed to be improved upon for the Warriors over these these first four games. So good sign there. Steph Curry continues to just be tremendous to start the season. Another 30-plus point performance for Steph Curry as that makes, what, four of five for Steph uh, along those lines in the first week plus of the season. 33 more tonight, and and he took the game over in the fourth quarter. Ten of the 33 in the fourth quarter. He had 21 in the second half, and he was just controlling the game. Seven of 14 from three, put Tyler Hero on skates at one point. He's driving to the basket and nine assists as well to go with the seven boards. He is just in complete control as a point guard, getting his when it's there for him to get, but getting it on the perimeter, getting it on the interior, and making plays for others as well, Uh, and just a, a control and a command of the game 
for Steph Curry tonight. I, I thought impressive. He, he knew when he needed to take it over. The defense, if they're going to overplay him on the outside, he's so much more comfortable. And, and we saw this even last year now that he's a little bit stronger, just attacking and, and getting to the basket. And if the defense wants to overplay outside because they're trying to take the threes away, that's fine. He'll get uh, into the paint and and be able to to finish. And tonight uh, he was able to do that. To, you look at Steph, seven of fourteen from three, as I mentioned, but that made him six of eight from two, and just uh, an incredibly efficient, efficient uh, performance from Steph Curry, an MVP like performance and an MVP like first. What is it? Nine days of the the regular season to this point. So uh, Warriors with a I think a much needed win. You look at this first block of games, five games, four of the five at home. I think you'd probably want four and one if you're a Warriors fan, but you take three and two considering the circumstances and you beat a good Heat team second of a back-to-back. You, you lose the games to the Nuggets and you lose uh, also to the Suns in what was the first road game of the season. No, no, no shame in that. I think we all can point to areas where the Warriors need to play better basketball along those lines, and then the Warriors handling in the other two games a couple of teams in Sacramento and the Lakers that that don't have a win yet. Uh, both of those teams now, Sacramento got beat tonight by Memphis in Sacramento, so they're 0-4, and the Lakers, as everybody knows, they're 0-4 as well. So handle the business uh, for the Warriors uh, over this stretch, and now they'll hit the road for the next five, beginning on Charlotte on Saturday night, then stops in Detroit, Miami, Orlando, and New Orleans before the Warriors are, are right back home uh, in 10 days, and it'll be another matchup against those those Sacramento Kings. So 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center as we react to the Warriors' 123-110 to win over uh, the Miami Heat. Warriors came out hitting early in this one. Mentioned Clay Thompson with the first five points. Uh, the turnovers, a problem for Golden State tonight as they wound up in this game with 21 turnovers, and the breakdown of the turnovers was a, a rough one. You look first quarter for the Warriors, they had six turnovers in the first quarter, uh, and it really was a big part of the reason why that game was as close as it was, 31-30 at the end of the quarter. Then only one turnover in the second quarter Warriors are able to to push the lead out a little bit. Uh, better bench minutes in the second quarter than we'd seen in a couple of games for the Warriors. Even better bench minutes in the fourth quarter. That stretch that bridged the, the third and fourth quarter as well uh, for the Warriors. Uh, probably Jamichael Green's best game for, for Golden State to this point. Uh, I, I think you got to give a hat tip to, to Jamichael Green. Uh, but Wiseman also in this one, 10 points, finishing around the basket, just just looking more and more comfortable. But, yeah, the turnovers looked like they were going to be problematic uh, with the six in the first quarter, then one in quarter number two. You fast forward to quarter number three, the Warriors ended up with eight turnovers in the third quarter. Fourth quarter they had four, but I thought uh, a big key to offsetting some of the turnovers tonight. Yeah, you make 18 three-pointers, that'll, that'll offset some of that. But the offensive rebounds, I felt tonight, offset the turnover issue uh, as the Warriors ended up in this ball game with 16 offensive rebounds, and it was a, a collective. Jamichael Green, uh, he had four. Wiggins had three. He's been attacking the glass. Wiseman with three offensive rebounds in the game. Moses Moody uh, had an offensive rebound in this one. Draymond and Kevon Looney. So I think the, the extra possessions there offset uh, some of the issues that the Warriors were, were having uh, with, with the turnovers. But, yeah, Warriors pushed it up and looked like they were going to have a shot at, at maybe turning this thing into a blowout. Uh, Curry came back in the second quarter with 8.30 to go. It was uh, the Warriors down by one at that point, and then they outscored Miami 25-11, uh, and it looked like uh, the Warriors were going to have a shot to be ahead by double digits. Mentioned the defense playing a lot better. But then it wound up only being a plus five from that moment where Curry came back because uh, the Heat went on a 9-0 run to finish the half. So 63-50 became 63-59 going into the break. And uh, then in the third quarter, it was uh, back and forth uh, essentially throughout the entirety of that quarter with the Warriors uh, up by 
uh, a 92-87 count going to the fourth, and then a whole lot of Steph Curry down the stretch. But you mentioned that that bench group in the second half uh, playing much better uh, than they did uh, even in the first half. Nice Jamichael Green minutes. Uh, it was you know, the block to end the quarter at 92-87. And, yeah, James Wiseman mentioned him. He, he looked uh, a lot more comfortable offensively. A couple of great passes for dunks to James Wiseman, including one, uh, Jamichael Green, high-low, from big fella to big fella, and then Stephen Curry, a, a pick and roll, where Curry able to hit him for a lob and a dunk. So Wiseman getting more comfortable, at least, on the offensive end. All right, 888-957-9570. Uh, phone line's open. Let's uh, let's start it with Ricky tonight on 95.7 The Game, a Warriors wrap-up. What's going on, Ricky? Numero uno. Thank you, John. Appreciate that, my man. Uh, Listen, I apologize. I didn't get to watch the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter because I was watching the football game. But uh, what I did see in the second half was, you know, Clay Thompson, obviously, he was running. He got his run. You know, he was up to the third quarter all the way up to three minutes instead of getting out of six minutes. That's usually what Steve Kerr has been taking him out on around the six-minute mark. But, you know, tonight I, I'm, I just looked at it. He played 29 minutes. Love that. He built a rhythm. He looked pretty good. You know, he, he was a little off in the three-pointers, but he made big shots. Um, the other thing is um, I wanted to talk to you about the other night is uh, Andrew Wiggins. You know, we, we know that the Warriors have been giving up 70 points first half to the first couple of games, right? Do you really think Andrew Wiggins' defense has been all there this season so far? Because, like, all I heard was Booker was cooking clay. Booker was cooking clay. That's why clay reacted that way. And I'm like, did he really? Because the game that I was watching, Andrew Wiggins was covering Booker about 80% of the time. And, you know, Clay had his moments with Booker. But if anybody was getting cooked, it was Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, I, I just I just want to put that out there. I mean, I know what I watch. I know what I'm seeing. And I just I just want people to slow down when they said Booker was cooking Clay. Because I don't think he really was. I think he was cooking Wiggins. I just want to get your point on that, man. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. He was cooking Clay. He was cooking everybody. And look, the the overall, if if you look at some of the lineup specific analytics going into this game, the starters had played significantly better defense than the bench. Really, the bench guys had had been where a lot of the problems had been in in terms of the defense. Wiseman, Kaminga, when he was out there, been just dreadful. Jordan Poole had been miserable defensively. But I, I think, and I, I've said this the, the first four games, I'll say it again tonight, I think that the defensive issues have, have largely been, it's early, this is a defending champion, it's not go time yet. It's also been, I think, trying to get a new group of players, the players that weren't here last year or weren't playing a lot last year. So you can you can factor, you know, players that weren't playing a lot last year can be Wiseman, can be Moody, can be Kaminga, Players that weren't here last year can be DiVincenzo, and and also you can uh, add Jamichael Green into that mix. So there there are a lot of different. I think if you weren't here last year or you're somebody that wasn't playing a lot last year, you can you can look at it as you're kind of in the same boat. So I think a lot of it is getting the new guys and the guys that weren't playing a lot together on the same page and and up to date with the system and just where they're supposed to be and what the Warriors are trying to do uh, as far as as their defensive game plan goes. So I think it's it's been that mostly. But look, Klay Thompson is not the defender that he used to be. You know, He is not the guy that's going to pick up a point guard or a, a lead guard that can shoot it like a Devin Booker at the level that, that he has in years past. Like He's just not that guy. In fact, he's probably more of a wing or even at times a big a defender, stretch big, kind of a defender of players that maybe aren't necessarily as quick and the lateral movement doesn't doesn't totally come into play. I, I don't think, though, Booker specifically as far as how well he was playing in the game was why Clay and, and Booker ended up getting into it a couple of nights ago, though. I think it was more just the frustration of Clay's offensive game and the minutes restriction and not feeling like he's in a rhythm and just having things compound by the fact that there's been a lot of smack talk. And I think Clay Thompson also looked at Booker like, hey, who the heck are you, man? Like, who who the heck are you to be running any kind of smack to me, as he said when he was running off the uh, off the court 
after getting thrown out, hey, I've got four rings. You shouldn't be talking any mess to me. So I think part of that, too, is just a, a little bit of a pride of, hey, I'm a champion. Who are you, young fella, like to be running it at the level that you're running it? That, that's fine. All fair game. But I don't think it was necessarily Booker was cooking him specifically, although Booker was cooking everybody and the Suns were cooking the Warriors at, a, at an extremely high level uh, in that game. But uh, better tonight, and it adds up to a Warriors victory over the Miami Heat. 888 Let's keep it moving on the phone lines. Coach in Los Altos next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Coach. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? Great, great What's going on, show. man? And, um, and man, well, your, your analysis nailed it. But I was there, just got back from the game tonight, and um, I just thought, you know, three things. Uh, what I'd like to comment on relative to the other games, uh, the Laker game and the Sacramento game. Uh, number one, Draymond's playing for a contract. That guy is flying around. He's great on defense. Like the play he made where he dove, threw it to Clay, who threw it to Steph for the three. Um, I mean, that was all just heart and hustle. And, and I, I just, I'm just loving watching this Draymond. I know it'll probably be for somebody else, but this reminds me of the old Draymond. Number two, it was like a playoff atmosphere in there. Like people were getting into it. Like the Heat, I don't know, top five team in the NBA. They're certainly top handful. And um, Jimmy Butler's, you know, he's just all world. Bam, out of bio. And I'm thinking, you know, Wiseman's playing him. And Wiseman's got like, what, 42, 43 games under his belt. And, you know, Bam's just so good. So it was a legit, felt like a playoff, felt like they really cared. And it showed. And then, uh, and then third, you know, Poole is a bucket. Everybody knows he's a bucket. Like some of those moves he does. But what I watched tonight was uh, he's maturing as a player. Like, I, I just see him as, as passing. He's, you know, he's directing that second team when he's in there. He's cutting. I saw him talking on defense. Like, I just think he's going to mature into just a really nice player. And, I mean, tonight was just an all-around enjoyable basketball game and uh, was just great to be there. Thanks for the call, Coach. 888-957-9570. Yeah, Draymond is absolutely playing for a contract he has been tremendous through these first five games of the season and and how about Draymond I mean you know the defense is going to be there if he's healthy but how about Draymond how about Draymond looking to attack offensively a little bit more look look at Draymond you know faking the the handoff back to a guard and and looking to attack for a dunk looking to take advantage of some of the open lanes that that teams are are giving him in the context of of the defense so I I mean I think you look at at what Draymond's been able to to do offensively a much more aggressive Draymond Green to this point uh, in in the early going of the season and yeah I mean he right now eight you know had eight points in the first half finished with 10 he has been really, really uber aggressive. 14 a couple of nights ago. He had 13 going back to, to last week as well. So, so he's really been looking to score the basketball, and that makes the, the Warriors even more dynamic because you know that, that the defense is going to be there as long as he's healthy. And then as far as the Jordan Poole point, uh, I'll, look, he's trying to figure out in some ways a different role because the, the one thing you forget is – he started at the beginning of the playoffs last year. Like he was in the starting lineup at the beginning of the playoffs last year. He was in the starting lineup at the beginning of the regular season last year because Clay Thompson was was out due to injury. So he never really had the full long run of being a sixth man. And now they've changed up the backup unit for the Warriors where it's it's a lot younger. And so it really is almost a completely different job in a lot of ways for Jordan Poole. And he's got the the big contract, which kicks in a year from now, that that he's got to live up to. So I I do think there's room for a little bit of, hey, let's let's pause. Let's give Jordan Poole a little bit of a breather. And let's allow him to grow into this role and this season and this team at a little bit of a of a different pace. And, oh, by the way, there was a, a relatively significant incident that happened uh, a couple of weeks before the, the season started. Of course, the incident w- with him and, and Draymond Green and, and Draymond punching him, which I, I think has, you know, to this point, I know there's been discussion about it being icy and, and Draymond's been isolated and all of that from the rest of the team. I, I think 
while that I don't dispute at this point, I do think both Draymond and Poole and the rest of the team are trying to do everything they can to, to the best of their ability to try and push this thing through and move it forward to a point where everybody can, can coexist and at least this team has the best chance to try and be successful moving forward. But as far as the the on-the-play uh, goes with, with Poole, I think giving him an opportunity to to grow into a role that he really didn't have last year because he wound up starting so much, uh, I, I think, and every year being different is is also a part of that. So uh, I, I think you know, him having a couple of poorer games the first couple and then slowly starting to come out of it, I, I think is is still a, a good sign. And the bench group tonight as a whole, I thought, played better than they had in, in any of these last three or four games. 888-957-9570. Let's uh, keep it rolling with Kelly on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Kelly. Hey. Uh, we were. I'm just coming from the game tonight, and I will say Clay was better. And they were trying to give him lots of shots, but he—I'm worried about him. He's just not what he was two years ago. And I feel like these games—they're trying to give him lots of opportunities, but he's just—he's not there yet. He's not. He is not there yet. And he was hunting shots. And and thanks, Kelly. I think it's fair to be concerned. But I mentioned this the other night. I—I I think the one thing that Warrior fans may have to to get a grip on is that he may not be what he was three years ago or four years ago. Like, he can still be a productive player. He can still be a really good player. But this this thought that it's going to come all the way back as consistently as it was before, I almost feel like that's too much of an ask. That like and, and I think Clay wants that and you can tell and look Clay Clay was hunting tonight and, and you know, he got a layup early, hit a three early, then he missed seven straight at that point. So he was he was two for nine at one point after he was two for two, and then he wound up finishing the game six of nineteen. So he was two for nine, so he wound up four for ten to close it out, but he was one of eight for three. So he wound up four for his last six from from three point range. So so he did finish strong, but yeah, it was looking like another one of those games that resembled the game that he had in Phoenix the other night. Uh, I, I think the closer he can get to full strength as far as the minutes, the more comfortable he'll get, the more he'll relax. But but it definitely had the the vibe of oh yeah, Clay Thompson's really really pressing. Clay Thompson's really hunting those shots early, and and he did not play well. Uh, offensively in, in in the first half. But, again, you know those shots are going to fall eventually. At least you believe they will. And when they did, uh, we played a couple of them right off the top of the show. Went from a one-point game to a seven-point game, gave the Warriors some breathing room, and, and put them right there in a, in a position where they had uh, seized control of, of the game. 888-957-9570. Uh, the 510 on the Xfinity Mobile text line uh, chiming in on Clay. Clay's numbers still... Uh, low percentages, but he should get more time before coming to any conclusions. We're only five games into the season. Yeah, I think he's going to play better than he has played to this point. I don't think there's any question about that. I think, though, the consistency of what Clay is going to be moving forward based on what he was before the two injuries, which, again, is now three and a half years almost on a calendar that to me might be too much to too much to to ask or expect at this point and i know clay that's part of the frustration is clay's expecting that uh, of of himself uh but and he wants to get back to that and he can taste it and i think we talked about it the other night that's some of the frustration is why maybe he's mixing it up with booker to the extent that he did but yeah i mean one assist in 29 minutes is the 415 points out on the text line He's not passing the rock. No, he's not passing the rock at all. In fact, it's it's if he's open, it's going up. And it he looks like the Clay Thompson, for the most part, in terms of the shot selection, that he was when the season started last year for him back in, in January. And he was getting inconsistent minutes, and he was taking back-to-backs off, and, and he was trying to find it. And he was really just trying to take every shot, almost trying to will himself into a rhythm that was going to, you know, get get him going and I feel like he's in that in that same kind of rhythm 
at this point where he's just forcing the action a little bit. Did seem like he relaxed a little bit as the game went on, but he also made more shots as the game went on, which I, I think was was a part of that uh, equation. 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Steve Kirk coming up here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll also hope to hear from Draymond Green between now and 11 o'clock as the Warriors beat the Heat tonight, 123-110. to So the Dubs improved to 3-2, and 3-1 and in their first four games here at Chase Center uh, as the Warriors are going to hit the road beginning on Saturday in Charlotte. Back-to-back at Detroit. Then they take on the Heat again for the second time in five days, and that'll be the end of the season series between these two on November the 1st. A little quirk in the schedule there. And then at Orlando and at New Orleans. So five games in seven nights beginning on Saturday. The Warriors' next home game, November the 7th, against Sacramento uh, here uh, on 95.7 The Game, as you can catch every Warriors game on 95.7 The Game. A couple of uh, other ones here on the text line. Uh, looking at uh, the a uh, lot of questions about Jonathan Kaminga tonight, uh, a DNP coach's decision uh, along with Patrick Baldwin and Ryan Rollins. And Steve Kerr played 10 tonight, had 13 active. Baldwin and Rollins were recalled from Santa Cruz to join the team and, and were active and, and in uniform and, and on the bench uh, tonight. But uh, seen a lot of this. Ty Jerome getting minutes ahead of Kaminga and uh, the 925 asking the question. He's been getting minutes against Kaminga. It's not Jerome or Kaminga. Jerome is a ball handler. Jerome is a a point guard. And a lot like last year when the Warriors would have an injury in the backcourt, they had Chris Chioza as a two-way player who was a ball handler. And people went nuts because – Nobody, you know, the fan base didn't wasn't feeling Chioza and the minutes that he would get. Steve Kerr wanted to have somebody that could handle the rock as more of a true point guard that that could that could be in the game either with Jordan Poole or to take some of the ball handling pressure off of others in the offense. And and that's why Ty Jerome was signed. That's why Ty Jerome made the team as as one of the the two way guys because he is more of a true backup point guard and. He doesn't blow you away tonight. He did hit a big three in a big moment. But Ty Jerome's just a different position than Jonathan Kaminga. Jerome's a, a backup point type, and Kaminga's a 3-4 a or, or a 4-5 You know, at, at some point maybe in the future. So it's it's a little bit apples to oranges when, when you're comparing the two. And so, yeah, well, Kaminga's a, a flashier player and a more dynamic player Ty Jerome is is playing a position of need. Think of Jerome as the Dante DiVincenzo replacement. It, it's a guard for a guard, and Jerome almost as a as kind of a poor man's DiVincenzo can handle a little bit, can play both spots, can maybe knock down a three as he did tonight. And, and we're only talking about seven minutes. I mean, Ty Jerome only played seven minutes. He was a plus two. He didn't do anything tonight that, that killed the Warriors by, by any stretch of the imagination. All right, one more before we pause here. 888-957-9570. Let's get Kenny uh, on the phone lines here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Kenny? Hey. What's up, man? Yeah, Kenny, wait, we got you, man. What's uh, you're you're on the air? And Kenny is gone. Kenny is gone. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Kenny, if you you get a better connection, give us a call back. We'll get you right in the front of the line before we hear from Steve Kerr here uh, in the next segment. We'll pause. Uh, we'll get to Kenny. We'll get to Jonathan. Uh, but we'll pause here first. Hold on. We'll get to you guys straight out of the shoot. Uh, 888-957-9570 as Warriors wrap-up rolls on. Dubs beat the Heat 123-110 to on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Curry comes up, screens for Wiggins. He gets downhill, toss over to Curry. Design play, corner three, up no good. Rebound, Draymond out to Thompson. Good catch, back to Steph. Fakes and fires, hit another three! Stephen Curry! Got 31 now. 7 of 14 from distance. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, big night for Steph Curry as the Warriors beat Miami 123-110. to He finishes with 33 and just playing tremendous basketball here in the early going of the season. Warriors now 3-2. and Let's get back to the phones, 888-957-9570 as we continue here uh, until 11 o'clock. We'll hear from Steve Kerr coming up, but uh, let, let's get it going with Jonathan here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jonathan, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, uh, I, I want to say congratulations to the Dubs hard fought game. I'm a Warriors fan, but I grew up in South Florida, so the Heat are my first NBA love. Uh, so I took another one on the chin tonight like I did last year. But uh, <laughs> I did want to say, because uh, I heard a lot of fans around me commenting that, you know, the game shouldn't be this close. And I've been listening, you know, to a lot of the fans you know, worrying over these first four games, you know, at what's been going on. And, you know, I, this is the only time that I ever understand how the rest of the NBA feels about the Warriors. So I think I have a unique enough perspective watching this team to know that uh, both with both teams, for, for one thing with the Warriors, you have to play a perfect game to beat them or you're not going to beat them. The Heat played an incredible game and fell short because they turned the ball over too many times. They missed free throws. Uh, meanwhile, the Warriors played their, 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 you know, maybe it wasn't their A game, but they played a good enough game to win and took advantage of our moves. And, and when I look at, you know, the Heat, uh, this is the thing that people forget, you know, because they only play two times a year. This is what Miami does. This is uh, heat culture. They they grind you out for 48 minutes. They make you work hard. They play old school basketball, you know, and and D up. And you're not going to have a lot of blowouts against them. They're going to be these grind out close games. And and people often forget that. And then when I hear these Warriors fans saying, you know, oh we're we're in trouble. I look <laughs> at this team. And I think they're going to be fine. They 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 look good tonight. You know, it's early in the season and, you know, it's frustrating enough to, to lose, but, uh, you know, to, to hear Warriors fans pointing, they're the ones who have it easy. I mean, it's just, 
it, it, Thank, it, thanks it for the call. Pre- appreciate the call, Jonathan. Good, good thoughts, and uh, we gave you your time there. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Definitely not an A game for the Warriors tonight. And and yeah, I do think because this team is so popular and the Warrior fan base is so rabid and energetic and enthused, they 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 want to blow out everybody every night, and they want. You know, Steph to have 30 and Clay to have 25 and Draymond to have a triple-double and Wiseman to have 15 and Poole to get 18 and Kaminga to play 25 minutes and score 12 points and 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 all, you know, it, talking about the two timelines and how everything's going to interconnect and, and then go on to win the championship. And, and you're right, Miami doesn't always allow for that. Uh, you know, they, they do play a, a conscientious, more tough-minded game, but if the Warriors are going to play – you know, competent defensively as they did tonight and make 18 threes, it almost doesn't matter in a way what they do in, in other areas. They, they There was a better hustle game, I thought, tonight from the Warriors in terms of purpose. The offensive rebounds uh, exuded that. But the Warriors still turned it over 21 times. But you make 18 threes, you get some offensive rebounds, and you're, you're in good shape there, and you play – Better defense against an opponent that struggles to score more. I mean, Miami, among the opponents the Warriors have had here in the first five games, uh, they aren't the Lakers by any stretch, but they are the the second worst offensive team, I would say, top to bottom once things separate uh, that the Warriors have faced in these first five. So you better be playing. Your best two defensive games have been against the Lakers and have been against the Heat. Also coinciding with the the worst two offensive teams that you played, but Miami's no L.A. and they are a tough-minded bunch, and they do have a a star player in Jimmy Butler and and, and some other battle-tested players and some good young players as as well, and they're always a a well-coached team. So you add it up, and it's a it's a nice win for the Dubs. Lizzie in Marin next here on ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, Lizzie. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for doing well. How are you? Chime in. I haven't. I'm good, thanks. I just It's my first game in the season, and there's been a lot of chatter about Draymond and the dynamics in the team between him and Poole. And I just have to say it was really – I mean, I know he has a contract at risk, but it was really awesome to see him put the team first. And it was really great to see him give Poole some chances and them to play well together. Yeah, I, I, look, on the court, I don't think it's been an issue at all, Lizzie. And I know behind the scenes it's been reported that, that maybe things are still a little bit awkward, but how could it not be a little bit awkward given the circumstances of what happened? I mean, that's something that, that isn't going to just be normal in a week or two or three. Hell, it may not be normal for a month or two or three, but I think the Warriors are trying to put themselves in position where they could make the focus about basketball. And I, I got to tell you, I think to this point – so far, so good. I'm, I'm not saying that, that there's nothing to continue to monitor or anything like that, and who knows if Draymond has another blow-up on, you know, maybe not for those specific reasons, but for another reason. That obviously can take a toll and wear on the on the fabric of, of the team, but I think to this point through five games, it's it's kind of been a non-issue to, to the naked eye, at least when they've been on the court. But again, it's really more about how are the interactions and what's the vibe in the facility and on the flights and, and in the locker room, given given what had happened. But the, the one thing is, look, if this team's going to get to the ultimate goal, they're going to be around each other a lot over the course of the next eight months on the calendar. And so that's a lot of opportunity and a lot of time for things to be to be smoothed out. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit of Steve Kerr post-game as he met with the media downstairs uh, in the Bill King interview room as the Warriors get the victory in this one. Obviously a tight game all the way, but what did you think the key was in the fourth quarter when uh, you guys pumped up that that lead there? Well, I I thought it was our best defensive game, which isn't saying much given the other four, but it it just felt like a, a more typical Warriors performance where we're getting stops um, consistently and then getting out and running and uh, the game connected you know we always talk about connecting the game at both ends you know get get good shots that leads to good transition defense and you know get stops and rebounds and the, the flow comes easier offensively so I thought it was a you know, other than um, a few careless turnovers I thought it was uh, the best we've played at both ends and of course Steph was just sublime I mean what he's doing is um, incredible. He just gets by anybody. Doesn't matter who's on him. He's uh, he gets right into the teeth of the defense. Finishes, finds guys. He's been spectacular here to start the year. 
was any part of you wondering like how fresh he would be last year's, you know, long title run, his age, obviously, and just, you know, that kind of condensed summer. I mean, were you wondering how fresh he would be? A little bit. I mean, you know, I didn't love playing him 37 minutes, but this, this game required it. It felt like a game we needed, you know, heading out on the road. And uh, so we, um, we ran him a little bit longer tonight than we would have liked, but um, he keeps himself in such great shape. Uh, all summer uh, he works so hard that he never he never really falls out of shape so from the first day of camp he's looked um, he's looked incredibly well conditioned and ready to go now the challenge comes um, for him just like uh, everybody the, the whole 82 you know the the, the accumulation of games uh, takes its toll eventually but you know he's uh, he's just in amazing shape uh, did you get a sense that stuff was out there trying to get clay going intentionally early in the game and like especially in that fourth quarter yeah, I thought there was a key transition play. Clay had just made a, a three. I think it was third quarter. Steph came down in transition. He could have taken the shot on his own. He found Clay for another one, and that was a really important play in the game because, um, you know, I, I thought in the first half Clay was was kind of uh, pressing, hanging his head a little bit, and um, his energy in the second half picked up. And you know, Steph helped get him going, but Clay got himself going with uh, with his defense and, and his energy. So uh, great performance by him in the second half. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys uh, really played well. I think Draymond has had a really great start to the year. He's playing with, uh, with so much uh, intensity, pushing the ball. Wiggs has been fantastic, 10 rebounds tonight. I thought the glass was, uh, was key for us tonight, you know, 50 to, to I think, 30, 31. Um, that's a big edge um, possession-wise, so that was uh, that was a big part of the game. Steve, uh, Jordan said the other night just how much pride he's taking in, in his passing and being an all-around player. Um, that drive early in the fourth when he goes in and then flips it around to um, tie out on the perimeter. I mean, is that is, does he continue to show you some of the strides he's making? You know, in in different phases. I mean, he's he's really been passing beautifully. Yeah, Jordan's been. Um, and good, you know, he's uh, what we like about him is that he's a shot creator, you know, whether it's for himself or for others. And uh, it's uh, it's so valuable to have a guy who can break the defense down and um, and, and create a shot. And uh, I thought that play that you're talking about where he had tied for the three was a really big bucket for us. I thought Jermichael Green played played. Uh, some huge minutes for us, his offensive rebounds, his toughness, his grit. Um, he's really added a lot to our team. So that second half felt felt a lot more like us. And um, so hopefully this is a sign we're, we're coming around. Steve, kind of following up on CJ's question about Steph looking for Clay. How have you see, seen him sort of evolve as a leader and sort of knowing when, knowing when to get his own and knowing when his teammates are getting hot or when his teammates need to be propped up? Well, he's been doing this for a long time, so I'd be lying if I said, you know, this is something new. Um, he's, uh, Steph's always been a guy who, um, you know, is very conscientious and and uh, wants his teammates to do well. He's always thinking about his teammates, and uh, he and Clay know each other so well. Uh, they've been together for a decade, uh, more than a decade. So, you know, Steph, Steph knew he had to help Clay get going a little bit, and um, so that didn't didn't surprise me at all. You get 14 minutes out of Wiseman. He's he's plus two. I mentioned the big minus that he'd go in this game. How important is it just to get some? I mean, he got buckets, but just to make sure he's not going underwater a little bit when 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 he's out there, just to get those minutes. Well, I think you know what's interesting with James is um, you know the first five games of the year, even on the nights where you know maybe he's been you know in the negative plus minus, he's still productive you know he's scoring uh he's he's got such good touch around the basket he's such a, a lob threat um you saw Steph get him for the one uh late third I think it was maybe it was early fourth but um I think um James is showing his potential um but he needs reps and um the reason right now for you know some of the the plus minus stuff is just that he's got to go through those reps um again and again and again um and we have to allow him to make some mistakes and and allow him to play through those things uh, and uh, I couldn't be happier with his development with his attitude his approach every day you know just what he's done to overcome the uh, the injury um this guy is um, he's just a wonderful young guy who who wants to be great and we're we're tr- we're trying to trying to help him get there as quickly as as possible but it 
you know, it, it can only come with with a lot of experience. Uh, you haven't really been going to Jonathan Kaminga a lot in the rotation. And I know you're still figuring out combinations and stuff, but he was also a DNP tonight. Why didn't you play him? Well, you, you know, it's hard to play more than uh, 10 guys. It just is. Um, I think we've done it a couple of times. Um, we played 11, maybe in two of the five games, but um, it, Jonathan's time will come. You know, it's, he's a, he's a very, very young player. He's very talented. He's just got to keep working and uh, things will, things will go well for him uh, as long as he, um, you know, just stays on the, on the path. This is how it goes for young guys on, on, you know, championship teams. It's um, there's just no free minutes. And, um, but the development comes every day. That's the thing. It's, you know, it's not like, you know, development only comes with minutes played. It comes with, you know, coming to practice and getting the work in every single day. So he's, he's working hard. He's staying ready and his time will come. I said, how is he kind of handling the fact that right now he's, well, JK is a very quiet guy and, and um, you know, we've spent a lot of time together here in the early part of the the season and in camp and, and uh, he's not happy and I don't, want them to be happy. You know, I want all of my guys to, to want to be out there. Um, but it's a necessary part of, of the growth to, um, to, you know, learn, learn how to win, learn how to be part of uh, a combination. You know, we have to put the best combinations on the floor right now that uh, they're going to help us win games. So, you know, Moses, his spacing makes a little bit more sense. Um, Ty's playmaking makes a little more sense. So it's all part of being in the NBA. And uh, as long as he fights through it, like he's been doing, uh, he's going to be fine. Hey, Steve, kind of a two-part question. Before going on a five-game road trip, how big is getting a win out of the way like this at home? And then also for the new guys, the young guys, the rookies, how important can a five-game road trip altogether be as well? Yeah, my uh, my first coach in the league, Cotton Fitzsimmons, used to call it the getaway game. You know, before the the road trip, the getaway game is a big one because you you just want to carry some momentum onto the road because you know it's going to be tougher. And so this was a big game; we needed it, and um, I, I look forward to uh, to these five games and the bonding that will happen and uh, the young guys getting some opportunities. Um, all good stuff. Up on that because in this series, it's like five games in seven days or something, two back to backs. Do you plan on any kind of load management? You mentioned younger guys getting opportunities. There's some there's some chances on those back to backs that some of yeah, there's a, there's an excellent chance given you know the age of some of our guys and uh, wear and tear of playing hundreds of playoff games over the last decade. Um, yeah, we're we're going to be looking at that for sure and. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we're just going to, we, ha- we always have to have the big picture in mind and pace our guys through the regular season, make sure they're healthy and, and, um, and in good shape going into the playoffs. So it's all part of it. Another Wiseman question. When you juggle the the rotation with Looney mm-hmm. starting as the second four, that means Wiseman's playing almost all his minutes with Steph. Uh, was that part of the thinking? Do, do you want to see him out there with Steph a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, everybody plays better with Steph. The defense just has to um, pay so much attention to him. And I think we wanted to, to give that second unit a little more stability with Loon and his experience and his defense. So kind of putting wise in mid mid quarter, first and third uh, accomplishes that and bringing Loon back at the top of the second and the fourth. So we've done that the last two games now breaks up our, our uh, combinations a little bit. We get a little, little better mix of, of youth and veterans and um, we'll probably keep doing that for the time being and see how it goes and Steve Kerr it really has uh as you hear from him there helped stabilize the the bench group a little bit Looney does have a a calming presence uh and I think it's it's improved the defense as well which has really been problematic for that young group playing together when when Kaminga was out there with Moody uh and uh, with Wiseman at times. There were times where it was Jermichael Green and Kaminga and Wiseman and Poole out there with, with DiVincenzo as well. And, you know, DiVincenzo can be kind of an, an up-and-down defender. So having, having Looney even as a big just know the system and, and be able to, to be in the right spots I think does help uh, along the lines of, of the growth of, of some of the younger players. Interesting comments about Jonathan Kaminga, who did not play. We mentioned it a little bit earlier at all. Right now, of course, Jamichael Green, James Wiseman, Kavon Looney, uh, all going to be getting minutes. Draymond Green, I uh, thought it was interesting. You heard what, what Steve Kerr had to say, that, that Kaminga's time is coming. 
Uh, he also said, and I thought this was particularly telling, he's not happy, and I don't want him to be happy. I want all my guys to want to be out there. I, I think a little bit of a message, again, being sent to, to Jonathan Kaminga that you got to keep working, and, and it's got to be consistent, and it's got to be looking to do the little things and make the hustle plays and rebound and defend and run the floor hard and, and have an attention to detail to knowing where you're supposed to be on the floor. This is not as simple as Ty Jerome or Jonathan Kaminga. It, it's, you know, again, we talked about the fact that it's, it's just different positions, but I think, I, I think he is trying to light a little bit of a fire under Kaminga. It, it does remind me of, of some of the, the reports and, and the things – you know, even that that a guy like Stephen A. Smith had said about you know what he'd heard about Kaminga, you know, consistently not bringing the work ethic uh, on a night in night out basis. Now, is some of that overblown? Possibly, but w- when you look at the fact that you know Steve Kerr went out of his way to praise Kaminga in training camp and in the preseason, and I think carved out time for him at the three with Jamichael Green and with James Wiseman for the first couple of games. He was in the rotation. Now, I tried to warn people he wasn't going to be playing as much as as you thought, uh, but he earned some time in that rotation uh, at the beginning of the year, but he played so poorly that that a game and a half in, Kerr was given his minutes in the second half to, to Moody against Denver, and then he found himself in a position where he wasn't going to be playing the next night and, and wasn't playing until they were down big in Phoenix. But part of that is, and I think why he was in that position where he wasn't playing in Phoenix until Clay even got kicked out of the game was because when he did put him in against Sacramento and that Warriors had a 20-point lead, the effort was extremely poor. So I, I think the message is being sent that the effort level, the intensity level, the behind-the-scenes work, it's not that he's not working. It's that the work has to... Has to con- has to be consistent. Has to be every day, and has to manifest itself. Once you you don't just work to get in the game and to get the minutes. Then you have to work in the game to maintain the minutes. So, uh, I, you know, a lot of people. Why no Kaminga? Why no Kaminga? Uh, to me, it's pretty clear to this point why there why there's been no Kaminga. Minutes are earned. They're not given. And you know, you can make the case that he needs some time to be out there to develop. But at the same time. The Warriors do have enough other players on this team right now to where those minutes don't have to be given. And the reality is Moody's ahead of them right now. And the reality is Wiseman's ahead of them right now. Again, different positions, uh, but the the truth and the fact remains of that situation. Julio and Redwood City on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Hey, Julio. Hi, J.D. Thanks for taking my call. Um so, yeah, I agree with you uh, about everything uh, you're saying about Jonathan Kaminga, that maybe, like, you know, he's not putting, like, he was really poor in the minutes that he got. I agree with that. But I slightly feel, feel like it's kind of unfair to him um, because, first of all, he's playing S3. He's, like, never played S3 before, right? And then he has a really, really short lease, like three minutes here, five minutes here, and if he makes one mistake, then he's out. So I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Maybe there's, like, something that Kurt doesn't like his work ethic or something. Um, but what he said about James Wiseman, like, oh, he he grows up through mistakes and stuff. I want him to give the same kind of, like, leniency to Jonathan Kaminga, giving a little bit of a, a long rope. Because, like, James Wiseman making a lot of mistakes on the defensive side. And Kerr flat out said, oh, he will learn from experience. But why can't Kaminga learn from experience? Unless there's something that behind the scenes that we don't know. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, Julio, I, I think you're on to something there. It's also the fact that the Warriors do have more playable players at the positions, at, at Kaminga's positions, at the three, at the four for sure. Jamichael Green ahead of him at the four. I think Moody's now ahead of him at the three. Iguodala's going to be ahead of him at the three when Iguodala comes back. Hell, I'm wondering, and we'll see, uh, I'm wondering, at least I'm starting to wonder, if Patrick Baldwin at some point is even going to be a more playable player than, than Jonathan Kaminga. We're not there now, but the, the difference between Kaminga and Wiseman is one, Wiseman does have another year of, of experience in terms of being around and, and the hard work and the system. And I think I think Wiseman to this point is a harder worker 
than, than Kaminga. That's not to put Kaminga's work ethic down, but I do think he's a harder worker than Kaminga is. But the other part of it is Wiseman's the backup center, and the Warriors don't have another backup center. And so he is going to get those minutes just based on the fact that he's number two on the depth chart. And in Kaminga's case, he doesn't have to be number two on the depth chart, whether it's at the four or at the three. Uh, I still think he's more of a four than a three. I think they were doing him a disservice playing him at the three, but clearly there's somebody within the organization that thinks he can play the three. And, uh, you know, I, I, I almost think Kaminga thinks he can play the three, uh, whereas reality is he's probably more of a four. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear a couple of minutes of Draymond Green uh, just to, to tie a bow on this one as he met with the media downstairs uh, in the Bill King interview room as the Warriors tonight 123 to 110. Steve felt that was the team's best defensive outing so far and, and uh, doing things well on both ends from full game. How, how do you assess? I think we were pretty good defensively. In that first half, I think our energy just wasn't there. And so although you're getting stops and scoring, you know, it's we're not in a rut, but we just don't feel like we're playing to the level that we know we're capable of. And mentally, that can be a drag. And so I feel like guys uh, in that first half were just feeling sorry for themselves, all of us. And they score a basket. It's worse than it seems, you know. And I think in the second half, we cleaned that up with our body language, our demeanor. And although everything didn't go right, we stayed the course. And uh, that second unit uh, brought great energy. Jamaica was incredible. And um, we were able to continue to keep it rolling. So I thought it was a pretty good defensive game for us uh, in saying that we can continue to get better. Dre, I know you're more worried about how you guys are playing collectively, but Steve Kerr has made it a point the past couple of games to say how well he thinks you are playing individually in the early going. You've always been very honest with your performance and evaluating yourself. How do you think you've been playing early on and where do you think you're at? I think I'm playing pretty well. Uh, just being trying to be more aggressive. I had some turnovers tonight I could take back. And now I think it's adding that fire onto the play. You know, it's coming around, but overall, I think I'm playing uh, pretty good basketball, but, you know, still rounding in the form. And like I said earlier, just expecting to have a big year. I've seen teams try a lot of interesting stuff to slow you guys down. I don't think I recall them putting their point guard on you before, like they did today with Kyle Lowry. What did you make of that? And, and how did y'all try to attack it? Uh, I've seen it before. We just play. You know, it's not trying to necessarily single it out or make something of it. We're going to play our game. And I think when teams do stuff like that, they, they're doing it so you go away from what's naturally comfortable. You know, not necessarily that that's going to stop what we do, but more so just want you to go away from it. So I think for me and for us, uh, it's just continuing to do what we do regardless of what the matchups are. You know, just... And there, there are ways to take advantage of things like that. And I think, you know, late down the stretch, I did took advantage of one of those ways to take that you can take advantage of a team doing that. Four point game when you guys, when you and Clay and Steph re-entered in the fourth quarter, three minutes later, it's a double digit lead. You played with Steph all these years, but can you go back and did you get a chance to look at what he did to Tyler Hero on that, on that three point shot that gave you guys, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that particular play? You almost fell. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a great move, though. Um, it was a great move. You know, got to the spot that he wanted. You know, once he got Tyler to open his back leg up, he was kind of dead at that point. But, uh, you know, Steph is incredible. And, you know, he's playing great to start this year off, uh, which is expected. But, you know, as I've said before, he continues to improve, which is scary that that guy continues to get better. So it's pretty interesting and you know fun to watch. Yeah, pretty scary and pretty and pretty fun to watch, no doubt about it. Uh, when you you look at at Steph and what he's been able to do at at 34, going to be 35 in March, and no signs of slowing down. And uh, yeah, the the move uh, that he put on Tyler Harrow was was something spectacular. And I I, I reading here as we're listening to Draymond that uh, that was something that, that Steph worked on over the summer, he said in the, in the post-game press conference. Uh, a lot of reps uh, in the summer for that uh, to, to manifest itself in game number five here on October the 27th. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, Warriors get the win tonight. Uh, we'll call it a night on that note to back on Saturday uh, with Warriors this week. Join me and Whitey Gleason, 10-1, to 1, right here on 95.7 The Game as we got you covered for that show, our second show of the young season, and then the Warriors and the Hornets, 3 o'clock for Warriors Live. So 10 to 1 with me and Whitey, and then I'll be back at 3 o'clock uh, for Warriors Live, the pregame edition, the Warriors and the Hornets from Charlotte 
coming up uh, with tip-off scheduled for 4 o'clock, and I'll have Warriors wrap-up for you after that one. So that'll do it. Uh, make sure you keep it locked to 95-7 the game all day long, and uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Warriors beat the Heat tonight, 123-110, to and you heard it right here on 95-7 the game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.